The future belongs to a different kind of person with a different kind of mind. Artists, inventors, storytellers. You're listening to Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. Mank is a toy photographer from Belleville, Illinois. His hobbies are spending time with his kids, reading comics or manga, listening to music, and working out. His favorite movies are Back to the Future and Terminator 2. His favorite TV shows are The Mandalorian and Invincible. His favorite book is Patient Zero by Jonathan Mayberry, which he describes as 24 meets zombies. His favorite toy company is Mezco, and his favorite podcast is Toy Photocast. His favorite figures to shoot are the Black Series Remnant Stormtrooper and Mezco Popeye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast with Articulated Times. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Toy Photocast with the one, the only Articulated Times. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? Good to be here. It's great to have you on the show, Steve. And I think uh, for me, uh, from one fellow Batman lover to another, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun episode. Definitely, man. Definitely. I just want to thank you in advance, man. It's a huge opportunity to be on the the podcast here. I've been listening for a long time. So this is uh, this is awesome, man. Thank you. Pleasure is all mine, man. I I always appreciate uh, people like yourself that that love this community and that just really are kind of the bread and butter of, of what this thing is really all about. And so it's, it's an honor for me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So how long have you been doing toy photography? Oh man. I think I started on my personal page, probably back like early 2017 or so. And then I ended up switching over to articulated times uh, full-time, probably like August of that same year. Okay. So about four years. Yeah. Coming up on four years. Definitely. Yeah. So were you a collector beforehand? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think if anything, for me, when I started collecting, it was one of those things where I was uh, a mint on card guy for a long, long time. Oh. And, uh, you know, I would kind of, you know, see rumblings of, you know, people on YouTube and so forth like that, you know, because I was really into, you know, I started initially like following uh, articulated comic book art. I was a big fan of that community with everything. For sure. And and then I was seeing like people doing the, the toy photography shots and it was one of those things where, you know, I'm seeing diorama. So then that kind of led me to Al figures and him doing all his dioramas for the dio structure. And, you know, I'm thumbing through videos and everything like that. And that kind of brought me over to, to D amazing, you know? Nice. So but, after you started kind of seeing people doing like different stuff on IG, like did that inspire you to do toy photography or what was the kind of first step for you? I'd say that the big first step, um, you know, switching, especially from that mint on card to, you know, uh, you know, letting the figures breathe. 
uh, was definitely seeing a lot of the amazing stuff, man. Like he, you know, doing the review, you know, again, cause I'm like, eh, you know, how does this thing pose and everything like that. And I feel like seeing a lot of his videos really just really inspired me to, to try to do what I can, you know, toy photography wise. That's awesome, man. So who else besides D amazing is some of your inspirations? Mm, man, I would say primarily it's going to be D amazing right out of the gate. Cause again, seeing just how, he, how he's posing with everything. And I think like many of us, you know, on IG, I think, you know, we stumbled across Sergeant bananas at one point and I'm like, just blown away, like just, you know, with the effects and everything like that. Cause for me, a lot of the stuff that I was seeing, you know, on, on uh, articulated comic book art, it was one of those things, a lot of tangible stuff. So where when you see in more uh, Sergeant Bananas, he's got more of the, the special effects and everything like that and just really made the photos pop. For sure. That's awesome, man. Yeah, those guys are incredible. I, I, think, uh, I think all of us have uh, at least somewhat have and used him and is uh, kind of like the, what's the word? It's kind of like a beacon of like what to aim for. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're saying like, this is like the gold standard of like what we, what we strive to be. Cause those guys are incredible. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know, the amazing, you know, on the tangible side, you know, Sergeant bananas, more of the special effects with everything, the, the shop. And I mean, it just, it looks good. It looks good. Bananas does a lot of practical, man. He does. He, he does like, I would say he does like 90% practical and then like he'll mm -hmm. add like the little flair, like a little bit of extra, special effects just a tiny bit but yeah yeah that's awesome man so do you feel like since you first started doing toy photography you feel like you've seen some improvements in your in your craft uh yeah yeah i mean initially for me i, I started off with you know construction paper backgrounds you know like the green the the multicolor and you know definitely trying to branch away from more of that to get more of the you know, maybe the outdoor shots or maybe work in a little bit more Photoshop to some of my um, recent shots with everything. So just still kind of a learning curve with, because for me, it was, it was one of those things where when I first started, I'm like, I want to try to be as close to, you know, the ACBA way with that, you know, making sure that if I have stands or anything in there that I'm trying to hide them practically. Um, and then, you know, trying to it was kind of a hard thing for me to kind of go from from that to maybe see what i can do with photoshop because again I, I feel like there's been a big transition with that where there are more folks that are, are utilizing photoshop and they're making it look fantastic um and again you know for me for for setup it just it, it makes it a little bit smoother too you know using photoshop to eliminate a stand instead of having to play with figures to kind of hide the stand maybe that's maybe that's lazy on my part but it uh, saves some time <laughs> It does save some time. And I, I think being able to utilize both uh, can can be a, a great tool in your tool belt to kind of, uh, you know, realize if you whatever image you're trying to create, you're, you can already think like, well, if I have the stand or I have the wire in this location, like you said, you know, you don't have to worry about it because you can take it out later. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great asset to have both both skills being the practical and the, the special effects for sure. So are, are you using any type of like post-processing? Are you editing on your phone? Like, how do you take photos? For a long while. Um, so when I'm taking photos, I'm using my, uh, my Canon 80D. I'm using like a 50 millimeter lens at this time. Um, 
for the longest time, I actually used to do a lot of the editing uh, through my phone for the longest time, you know, with, through Lightroom and then uh, through Photoshop Express. I just recently uh, transitioned over and started using Photoshop on the computer. Nice. And that's, it's still a learning curve. It's, it's a lot of fun, you know, cause again, making things a little bit smoother and you, know, you have a lot more options you could do with a desktop version. But uh, just recently, yeah. Um, with, with, with uh, Photoshop on the computer. And it's been, it's been, it's been fun. It's a learning curve, man. I'm still trying to figure it out. Me too, man. It, I feel like like as much as you learn on Photoshop, there's still a million more things you can learn. Like it's just never ending. Yeah. And it never fails when I'm trying to like, you know, something is super simple. And then you got one guy on a video. It's like, Oh, this is no problem. And he does it like in 30 seconds. <laughs> like it took me forever to do that, <laughs> but yeah. it's just repetition, I guess, you know, getting, getting it down. Have you ever like considered like going to fiverr.com and just like commissioning being like, Hey, can you like remove this wire for like a couple of bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, you know, I'm sure the price would be pretty, pretty reasonable. You know, it would probably save me some time, but it takes away part of the fun. I think <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if you had like a whole batch of photos, you're needing to get done or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a food for thought there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when you're doing photography, do you have like, an idea of like the shot you're trying to create, like at, when you start out, or you, do you kind of just go with the flow? Like what's your process and how do you get your photos? Generally for me, I try to, uh, you know, I have an idea in my head of kind of what I want to do and kind of the angle I want to go with. Sometimes it, it may or may not work like that. I might have to alter the course, you know, mid, mid process with everything. But for the most part, I kind of got an idea in my head and kind of how I want to shoot it, you know, where I would put the lighting and, and uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's every so often, it, you know, it's on, it's never really on the fly. I kind of have a predetermined course I want to do. And I try to try to stick towards that. Now, what I'm trying to do more of is just kind of go more with the flow with everything. If something's not working, just kind of alter it on the fly and, and go from there. Because I feel like sometimes when I get, get so fixated on a certain angle, I feel like that kind of can take away from the shot where I'm like, I'm so focused on this spot. But if I turn the camera just a little bit over here, now it just makes that photo pop that much more. Um, so definitely trying to be a little more fluid with that. Do you keep like a, a kind of like a mental checklist of photos that you're wanting to do? Or like, how do you kind of like keep track of your inspiration for photos? Uh, a little bit of mental checklist, a little bit of a physical checklist, you know, just trying to to kind of sometimes I'll even kind of write down how or like draw out like kind of how I want the figures to be and kind of try to work from there. Sometimes a lot of it is just going from, you know, uh, that mental checklist with everything, kind of what I want to do. And generally for me, I'll have like a few shots. And it's one of those things where if I don't get that shot, I feel like I sometimes can't move on to the next one until I get that one, how I kind of want it with everything. So sometimes that's kind of a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse, you know, because I want to, I want to get it how I want it particular, the particular way. But sometimes if I can't get it just right, it just kind of eats at me. Hmm. Do you spend a lot of time like on your setup when you're like posing figures and, and working on the lighting? Like how much time do you think you spend when you're doing like a setup? Man, it really depends. Um, you know, there was, there was a few snake eye Saturday shots where, you know, when I was going more of that ACBA route where I'm doing the stands and I'm trying to cover up the stands with like pallets and, and boxes and figures and stuff like that. I feel like that was more of a, you know, maybe, a, you know, an hour or so, maybe two, um, where some of the other ones where 
I did it and it was maybe as, as simple as like 15 minutes. Some of the more recent, uh, snake eye Saturday shots. Nice, man. I just, I pulled up your Instagram right now. I just, I haven't seen this photo before, but I, I was looking at your hot toys, best guy, Mando, uh, shot that you did. And he's just holding his helmet. Like for something like that, like, is that a long setup? Cause it looks really simple, but it looks like the lighting you did. is like really nice. It, the, the, sim, the setup was pretty simple with that. I feel like getting the, the, the lighting just right was kind of a, I feel like that took the longest part um, just with the best car being so shiny. Yeah. Obviously if I'm too close, you know, there's going to be that reflection or maybe you see one of the lights flare off on the side with everything. Um, but for, for me, I feel like that one, that was relatively simple. Um, you know, I, I did, I've been using like a, a ring light that actually D amazing suggested to me uh, some time yeah. ago with everything. And I just kind of had that off to the side. And then I've been using the um, one of my uh, loop cube panels and I just had a kind of an orange light shooting off to the side and it, uh, it turned out really well. I was really happy with that shot. Yeah. The lighting is really crisp, man. looks really good. I love that, that ring light that he's been using. I, I bought one too, because he, I think he posted it in like a behind the scenes video one time. I was like, what in the world? Like ring light and toy photography. So I was like, I had to get one, but, uh, that's cool, man. Are, are you, do you feel like with your lighting that you feel that's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, what, what are you trying to achieve with your lighting? Are you trying to go for more cinematic? Are you trying to go for more like artistic? Like, cause a lot of people like to kind of lean towards one or the other. Like, what do you feel like you lean towards when it comes to like your lighting and your, your effects and stuff? Yeah. Try to do a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You know, I feel like for me, my lighting is, is one area I feel like I've struggled probably the most on, on this entire time with, with my, uh, with my account. You know, if you look back on, the early years of my shots and everything like that, a lot of the light was really hot and really blown out and it really just kind of took away from the figure, you know, um, where now, you know, more recently, I'm trying to do more of maybe some darker shots here and there to kind of, kind of focus on like, you know, definitely getting my uh, camera settings locked in and, you know, working on those darker shots to kind of set more of a mood, mm -hmm. you know, some of my uh, uh, more recent ones this year, I did some Batman shots, you know, a little bit darker, kind of hitting it with a red light, some uh, atmosphere aerosol to kind of really kick it up a little bit. Um, and I think, I think I, I've, I've been pretty happy with it, you know. It's a never ending process, man. It never ends. Like once you learn like one trick, then you're like, oh, well, you just kind of throw everything else out the window and then it's crazy. Do you yeah, definitely? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, man. I, I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite line of figures that you like to shoot? Man, I would probably say figure wise, man, I, you know, with snake eyes Saturday, I've been really, really loving that uh, snake eyes uh, from the classified line, man. That's just been a lot of fun, really hard to collect, but <laughs> a lot of fun to shoot. Um, but I'd say I'd probably lean towards Mezco with anything. I've been definitely, it really actually kind of goes in waves where I might, you know, when I first started my account, I was more like Revel Tech and SH Figure Arts, but then it kind of, you know, I've been, I've been collecting Mezco essentially since the beginning with everything. And, you know, it kind of goes in waves where I'll kind of like, oh, I'm, I'll kind of gravitate to, you know, this brand for a little bit and then I'll kind of move on to, to the next brand. But I think, I, I feel Mezco is probably, probably the, uh, the front runner on that one. That's awesome. Yeah, that that Snake Eyes figure is incredible. I don't have one, but I got to play with one a long time ago at a buddy's house, and uh, 
it's amazing. Like the engineering and the articulation and I can see the hype and why everybody loves those figures. Definitely, man. I wish, I wish, you know, again, Hasbro being such a big company, I wish that they would have made uh, collecting those a little more uh, reasonable for everybody. You know, I feel like with making some of those target exclusives, I feel like they really kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know? Yeah. But the great thing about Hasbro is that they love to re-release. So that is true. If you're patient, they'll come back around and it doesn't mean it's going to be anytime soon, but uh, you eventually you can get your hands on like all of those black series figures that were like long gone and people were scalping on eBay. I mean, they're re-releasing tons of them like that uh, sand trooper. Like that was a hard to find figure for a long time. And now they're re-releasing those. Like I think Hasbro does a good job of, of kind of, you know, fixing their mistakes. At least they try to. Definitely. But again, for like longevity, you know, with being a collector, you definitely want to have that line that's adding value. And mm -hmm. if, if, if a company is continually, continuously re-releasing the same thing, then it's like, ah, do you, do you stick with the OG or do you get the new, new, you know? So that's kind of the, the, the hard transition for me with, uh, with Hasbro. It's like, man, how many versions of the same figure can you have? You know? True. I think with army builders, you can never have enough, but with, <laughs> with uh, the mainline characters, definitely, it's a, it, there's a lot of new, newer collectors. Like I've been seeing, you know, within the last year or two, like so many new collectors and so many new people getting into toy photography. Like, so it's not like there's not a, a demand for all of these things. Cause there is, it's just, it's really the companies are kind of struggling to keep up with a demand. Like there's, you know, the Mezco uh, line is getting, I think, from my understanding, it's getting less and less produced. So there's not as many figures coming out for each, each new respective release. And so like, it's harder to get and there's more collectors and um, it's just one of those things, man. It's like, you know, it's a give and take because each company wants to have kind of bit of a little bit of FOMO uh, with their lot, with their line, because they want to have that those people press that pre-order button they don't want to feel like well i can just wait around for it and it'll sit in stock for months and months and i don't have to worry about it they want people to kind of feel like oh if i don't pre-order this i'm never going to get it you know what i mean definitely definitely and i feel like mesco's definitely uh they've got mastered that, that. that yeah they've mastered that definitely <laughs> i mean hell there was times i mean even without even looking at the photos i'm like i know i want this character i'm not even gonna look at the photos and boom done pre-order the yeah. nice thing, I, and what I'm kind of liking about the, the last few releases, aside from what happened today with the, the, the latest Gomez, like that Wolverine or the um, Justice League's box set, you know, they kind of just set that up for pre-order and just kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It hasn't sold out yet with anything. It's not waitlisted. So, I mean, like, man, that's, that's interesting. Feeding the market, you know, more of, more of those high-end figures. I like that. I think I, I, I might be wrong on this. Don't quote me. But I think for those, I think they actually are producing – like those uh, to like how many are ordered. So there's a pre-order window that's going to happen. Like one stop toy shop, like after I think the end of the month, like you can't lock in another pre-order for Zack Snyder. Like that's it. That's all they're going to take. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to produce kind of like hot toys does because hot toys only produces as many as are ordered and, and probably a little bit, you know, a little bit of extra cushion just to make sure they have enough for like, you know, uh, when they're fixing figures or if they're sending rep replacement parts or whatever. Yeah. But um, 
that's my understanding. So I think that they're for those mainline, like the Wolverine and the Zack Snyder set, like those are being produced to how many are pre-ordered versus like the exclusives. Those are already a set number that it's made. And once they sell out, they sell out. So makes sense. Definitely. Definitely. I could only hope they, they do that same setup. I'm really looking forward to the comic book Superman. I think once that drops, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. If they show that figure the same love that they showed for the, the recent Wolverine. Whew, that's definitely day one pre-order. Yeah. I, I would love to see like, like five head sculpts and like, like maybe even like a, like a trench coat where you could like put the trench coat on and act like you're, you know, changing oh, like costumes. Be, yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. Or, or maybe like a two figure box set where you could have like Clark Kent in his suit. And then you have like, uh, you know, the, 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 the Superman and the, and the brand new get up. That'd be, that'd be really sick. Why don't we go one step further actually have a phone booth in the set oh or make, God. or maybe make the box, the phone booth. Dude. Right? Okay. Oh we need to get into goodness. marketing, dude. Let's get it. Ooh. Let's start a business. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as they, man, I love that, uh, that hazard squad Gomez that came out that had the, the whole get up with the, you know, the, the, his base and everything like that. And all the slides. I'm like, I, I could see them definitely doing something like that. That was brilliant, man. That hazard squad Gomez was one of the most brilliant packaging I've ever seen. It was genius. Oh, really? Definitely. Definitely. So good. Like utilizing like the box itself to make a diorama genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I was happy to wait on that. Cause I'm like, I know that figure was going to be amazing. And I mean, man, it just, it, it's been fantastic. Fan, fantastic. And all the accessories, like you get like pizza box, birds, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> all the stuff yeah, that I, you want, but you don't know where to find. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I definitely see people like selling just the birds for like crazy money <laughs> on eBay because people want like the pigeons for the shots. I'm like, I was telling you earlier, like everybody wants props for that stuff. And I, I mean, I definitely see a use for that, but man. <laughs> Yeah. 20, 30 bucks for pigeons. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, man, that we should get in the pigeon business. <laughs> right. Right. In the corner of that market. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So where do you kind of see yourself going with this hobby, man? Is this something that you want to continue? Are you, are you still hyped on it? Like what's kind of your vision for this hobby and where do you see yourself in the next few years? Man. Um, next few years. Wow. The big thing, man, I've, I'm already coming up on four years doing this. I would love to keep doing this as long as I can. You know, the, the big thing, definitely getting the engagement from, you know, uh, other uh, other followers and stuff like that or other people on Instagram has been huge. Um, definitely just keep progressing as a photographer. You know, I feel like my shots have definitely come. I feel like I've made some significant progress probably in the past, past year or two with everything. And I just want to keep kind of pushing that forward. You know, um, I would love to definitely, you know, work more, you know, try to get more collaborations going. I would definitely love to try to work more, um, you know, getting featured more through like Mezco or through Hasbro or anything along those lines. That, I mean, it would be a huge goal. I mean, I was, I was featured uh, by Mezco just a few months ago for my Superman shot, which I was just floored by. Definitely trying to extend that partnership. You know, um, I've reached out to a few people, you know, about just, future releases, you know, I would tell them, I would just kind of love to, to work with them. You know, I'll still buy the product, but I would definitely like to do something to just kind of showcase their product with everything. And, you know, just kind of put myself out there with everything. That'd be awesome, man. 
Yeah, that Christopher Reeves shot you did is epic, dude. I did oh, thank I, you, man. I reposted that, didn't I? Yes, you did. I appreciate that greatly. Thank you. Okay, I thought I did. I was like, man, it looks so familiar. That shot is so good because you you nailed the the little uh uh I, the name is slipping me when he's in his what's the place to call this his castle? Oh, that fortress of solitude. Thank you. Yes, fortress of solitude. You nailed that aesthetic, man. It looks so good. Oh, uh, dude. And you know what? The craziest thing about that, that shot, I mean, just mere minutes. I feel like sometimes I stress out with shots so much where I'm like, man, I don't know if it's going to look right or the lighting and everything. I felt like that one came together just so, so quickly and so well. And I was just, I loved it, man. Thank you for the support with that too. I thank you. No problem, man. I, I was floored when I saw it. I was like, man, that's just like, there's something about like the way that you lit the eyes and like the focus on the, the crystal. It just was really good. Definitely, man. Yeah. And with that, it was, you know, using the, the light up base they sent with it. And then I think I just only used like a backlight with that um, and like some aluminum foil to kind of to light the background a little bit to kind of disperse that a little bit. But man, it turned out really well. What lens did you use for that? That was a 50 millimeter. Was it 50? Yep. It looks so good. Thank you, man. Sometimes a 50 is just all you need. I, you know, I, and I, and I've been working with a 50 for probably, actually just coming up on a year actually. Um, but yeah, I've been floored with that. I've been doing a lot of outdoor shots with that. You know, I would love to get something that maybe an 85 or something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of tinkering around with a few other things where, you know, I, I had like the, uh, when I had the uh, rebel T six, I had like the kit lenses and stuff like that. I, I don't know, maybe trying to get some more macro shots in or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. The only, the only issue you run into when you're shooting those longer uh, focal length lenses, like, you have to get so far away from the yeah. shot. You have to get so far away. And I didn't really know that until I used it uh, for the first time. I was like, wow, like you have to get like six, seven, eight feet away to be able to like actually get the thing in focus. Yeah. And that's, I feel like sometimes kind of with the, the uh, 50 millimeter, you know, I'm trying to get up right up close and it just, for whatever reason, I'm almost too close and I can't get the, get that lined up just right. So definitely it, it's a spacing issue you know but yeah I don't know, i'm enjoying it so what are you uh what are you looking for to release wise and what what kind of things are you trying to pick up and at the end of uh i guess we're not at the end we're kind of still in the middle of 2021 but what are you looking forward to man um you know like i was telling you i kind of go through waves of figures and everything like that and i feel like uh this year has definitely been more uh mafex heavy with everything i i ended up uh getting the uh superman i got the uh the dark knight returns like the battle damage one nice and then i think with mafex man they've got a few more coming they've got the dark knight returns joker i've got on order um they've got the nightfall batman which i as a kid i absolutely wanted a figure like that for so long the fact that mafex is giving it to us now is just is amazing um what else uh the dark knight returns um uh, the armored batman i think is going to be sweet I think what else here? God, I forgot to on that. Yo, man, that's I feel like that's that's probably not gonna be till next year. I mean, the way the way they push things back, but um man, I got that. What else? There's also um the end game Captain America that's coming oh, out. That oh yes. They've actually got a few versions. They still got Infinity War that still hasn't come out. And then they also have Endgame right after that. So yeah, I mean they've got a lot of stuff coming out that I'm I'm definitely looking forward to um let's see what else did have you, you got the uh oh go ahead did you pre-order the mandalorian mofex 
Yes, yes, I did. Actually, that's another one. Yeah, I got the uh, the best car version of that. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I don't remember. Did that come with a jetpack? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Let me check. I'll check for you. Okay. Thank you. I I definitely uh, <laughs> I definitely can't believe the the hype on the import Mandalorian stuff. I mean, I can, I guess, but like you can't find like the Moffex pre-order anywhere. You can't find the figure arts. You can't, I mean, you can't find these anywhere. Figure arts, like which I, I'm really surprised that there was still, I mean, the IG, or was it was it 88 or 11? I always forget. IG, uh, IG 11. Oh, IG 11, okay. So I know that was, I was definitely looking around for that one, but I think that thing was an exclusive. That thing shot up. Um, I ended up picking up the, the uh, heavy Mando which I still, I still haven't opened. I mean, I've got, it's crazy. I actually have the best car. I've got the, um, um, what else? Yeah, I've got the standard release. And I, I still, it's so many figures. I still haven't even opened everything up. It's crazy. So yeah, the IG-11 figure, it's a great figure. That figure arts you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, figure arts. I mean, hell, even the Hot Toys, is that even dropped yet? I feel like that's getting ready to come out soon. It has in Hong, yeah, it has in Hong Kong already, but it's not it's not over here in the States yet. But uh I definitely have the Hot Toys one on pre-order as well. Oh, definitely. That's that's a good that's a good get. I I regret not getting the Heavy Mando and Hot Toys. And oh. and again, Hot Toys, Hot Toys is, you know, I just when I feel like I'm done with Hot Toys, they release all the Mandalorian figures, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll just maybe I'll get one. And then now <laughs> it's like, I've got yeah. I've got a few others on order. I think I got the, like the classic Spider-Man that's coming out. Uh, I think I even got the Miles Morales from like the the PS4 game. I don't know, man. I'm I'm really excited. They do really good stuff. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the price tag, but it, you know, it could always be worse. So, <laughs> yeah, those those Mandalorian figures are just ridiculous. It's incredible. I I actually. Uh, it's funny the the heavy mando i heard on justin's collections youtube channel like in january because i was on the fence i was like i really want this but it's kind of expensive i don't know if i want to get it and but sideshow you can always do the payment plan and i was yeah. like i was like ah, maybe i should do it and then i heard that he's going to be he was a like a super limited release like like not a, not even a half as many of the mandalorians that were made so i was like okay so i just put a pre-order deposit and got him. And then he sold out before he even arrived in the U S. Oh, wow. Which is rare. But I will say that Justin's collectible. If you're looking for like hot toy reviews, that guy is absolutely superb with some of his stuff. I mean, he's getting it. I mean, cause what he's from Australia. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I think he's yeah. Australia. So he's getting that stuff way before we even, even, you know, catch a whiff of it with everything. And man, I just, it, that builds that hype. You know, I just want to like, man, that looks really good. I'm going to pre-order that, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's well, he gets the next day. So like, he'll like, whenever he releases in Hong Kong, he has uh, the, the, whatever company that he orders from, they ship it on the plane, literally the day of, and it gets wow. to his house the next day. <laughs> so he gets that it way service. before everybody else. Yeah, there's no. There was a guy he was promoting. I forget the guy's name, but it was one of those things where for the best car Mando, there was a guy from I don't know if it's from the UK or what, but he was doing the um, the specialty armor where it was like the season two like thigh plates and yes. a few like the dark saber and everything like that looked really really crisp. And I mean, with the stuff being Velcro, I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to update that. But I don't know. It's uh, 
I'm really happy with the Hot Toys version, though. I'm really, really digging that. Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. I, I've got two more payments, and then I'll have that one on its way. But the, the thing about, like you said, about the customizing that season one Mando, the Beskar Mando, you know when they drop that second one, the second Beskar, you know that's going to come with a head sculpt. Like, guaranteed oh. it's going to come with a head sculpt. So you, it's almost like you got to get it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's then that's the part I'm like, I know they're gonna put it to me again. I'm just like, ah, I'm just trying to clear out space to make room for both, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I tell I'm, you the one oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I say I tell you the one thing when we're talking about pre-orders, I actually just went in on a uh, a prime one. They uh, they released the uh, Batman versus Superman, the the Dark Knight Returns, like that uh big fight scene. Did you pre-order just, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. like, I, I've been wanting something like that for a long long time i know um like dc directed like a statue like a little like, like 112 no sorry one six scale statue way back when but man this thing looks so good so good it's it's crazy expensive but so I, luckily there's a payment plan for that too <laughs> yes that thing does look epic it's massive dude where are you going to store that thing you know i'm actually contemplating like building my own like display shelves with everything you know i have a lot of the details like i was telling you about and I'm thinking about maybe just either reposition those or getting rid of those all together and just trying to build something custom to put everything in. Cause I, I have, I already have three other prime one um, statues and everything. Cause I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan. So I've got the, the flashpoint Batman. I've got the dark Knight returns Batman. Mm. And they've got the, um, the uh, hush Batman where he's up on like the gargoyle with, oh, uh, yeah. with the, uh, like the kryptonite ring and everything. Yeah. Really, really really pumped about that so i had to i definitely saw it and i was like i was on the fence and i it's one of those it's one of those purchases where you're like hey listen you know talking to your wife i'm like <laughs> hey wh what do you think about this you know what wh what can we do you know <laughs> and you know so again once i got the okay you know i had to make it happen so yeah i think i think for me like i'm i've always been a window shopper of prime one that's never been something I, i've even considered so i'm very i'm very uh envious of your ability to drop some pre-orders on those but i think i think if i were to get any of them that that uh the hush museum masterline the new one yes the, it's where he's like in the back cave the back cave version yes yes Dude. i i almost got that one um i was gonna go through sideshow for that and initially like i was wanting the deluxe with like all the swappable heads and stuff like that yeah and the deluxe one ended up selling out or the pre-order was full or something like that so well, it's still on Big Bad Toy Store, but Ooh. yeah, I, th I think Big Bad don't they want like a three or four hundred dollar like deposit before or something like that? Yeah, it's a three hundred twenty dollar deposit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It looks great though. It's oh man, great. I mean, I, I gotta say, like, if you're, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a toy photography, but I, I mean, again, statues. I feel like that's probably top of the line stuff out there. I mean, it's yeah, it's expensive, but man. It's definitely kind of a, a once a year kind of thing, you know, getting some of these. So I've, I've been getting prime one for probably three or four years now, I think. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not, uh, it's not, you can't buy as many of those as you would like, you know, Mezco or anything like that. Yeah, I, I would imagine. So I, I think for me, like if I were to only have just a few prime one, I think I would just have to have like my f absolute favorite characters because unless you just have like a, a massive warehouse, you can store these things. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I am, I am running out of real estate. I mean, I, at one point I had, I had a whole bedroom upstairs with everything where it was, you know, devoted to statues and, you know, uh, figures and stuff like that. And obviously with the, the addition of uh, kid number two, uh, that, that kind of, uh, my, my real estate dwindled on that. So I had to kind of condense a lot of the collection with everything to kind of fit in with my wife's craft room downstairs. So we're kind of sharing space with everything. So I have to, wherever I'm getting, I have to make sure I have a location for it. If not, it doesn't go in. For sure. So man, I, this is the part of the show that I kind of like to dive into mindset and uh, like how you kind of stay positive and like the way that you uh, keep a fresh mental attitude. Um, everyone's got their own different things that they do. Like what is, what are some tips and techniques that you try to stay on top of your game with uh, your mental attitude? And the big thing for me is just trying to, you know, work towards a goal, achieve a goal. You know, the big thing for me, I, what I do in my profession, when I'm not doing tour photography, I'm, I'm a physical therapist assistant. And, you know, I'm working with folks that, you know, strokes, hip replacements, knee replacements, you know, uh, people that are in a, in a rough way. And, you know, a lot of times I have to definitely be the, the, the cheerleader, so to speak, you know, kind of to, to motivate them to, to, you know, get, you know, get going with their therapy, you know, get going with their recovery with everything. So again, definitely having a, a positive outlook on what you want to do in life is, is a huge thing. You know, having a goal and working towards that goal is, is crucial with anything. Hmm. Have you kind of translated that into your toy photography at all? Like with, with having goals? Definitely. You know, so, you know, for me, when I first started off, I was trying to get more you know, obviously trying to work on the followers, you know, getting my followers up to get my content out there more. And, you know, again, with that, it's, I'm really now, I'm at the point now where I'm just trying to enjoy what I'm doing, you know, with, with uh, Instagram, you know, I went from way back when, when I first started my account, I was doing more toy news and toy photography. So I was definitely getting a little bit of both worlds. So I was getting definitely some more eyes on the product back then. You know, now that I've probably been with strictly toy photography, probably a little over a year and a half now. And it's definitely, it's definitely a big change, you know, going from getting X amount of followers or X amount of viewers or whatnot through a day. It's definitely a big learning curve with that. Um, but for, for me, the big thing is just trying to enjoy what I'm doing. Um, you know, set up, I'm trying to think here with that, I'm trying to just enjoy my time. Cause again, you know, with, with what I'm doing with toy photography, sometimes a shot could be as simple as, you know, 15 minutes. Sometimes it might be a few hours, you know, with editing and so forth like that, but making sure I'm maximizing my minutes and trying to still be active in the community, but also at the same time, not, not, you know, deprive my family of my presence, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm still putting family first in all I do. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of the thing where at first where I like, you know, I was almost to the point where I was so anxious. I'm like, I got to post a shot. I got to post a shot Or now it's just kind of just taking my time a little bit. You know, if it, if it doesn't happen tonight, it will happen tomorrow or maybe the next day, you know? So again, just trying to enjoy the process with that. Isn't it a weird thing? Like, I feel like there's been a common thread for a lot of us uh, that have at least been on the podcast. Like um, there's like this compulsiveness that like when you first start out, like you have like, this need to produce content, produce content, produce content. And then eventually this switch kind of goes off in your head. You're like, I don't have to do that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, you realize, okay, like I can make it and, and I can take my time 
And if, if I, if it takes a little bit longer than I intended, that's okay. And once I get it out, I get it out. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's just enjoying the process. There was times where, I mean, late last year, it was at the point where I was kind of almost frazzled a little bit. I love toy photography. I love taking shots and I love, you know, communicating with everybody in the community. Uh, it was at the point where it's like, I just felt like things were stagnant. You know, I had ideas of things I wanted to do, but just like mustering up the energy, I just almost felt like just depleted, you know, because sometimes, you know, when we're talking about my profession, you know, you're, you're, you're gassing somebody up to be positive and everything like that. And sometimes at the end of the day, I just didn't have it to, you know, all right, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, set up a shot. You know, I, I don't really feel like my heart was in it, but mm. I feel like taking a little bit of that break, that step away, you know, kind of help recharge things. You know, it was one of those things where for a while, like, you know, with toy photography, it was, I think about it every day. You know, but it was one of those things when I was taking that break off, I'm like, I looked at my wife, I'm like, I haven't taken a shot in like a few weeks. And she's like, yeah, that's weird for you. I'm like, yeah, you know, but again, it's just, it's so much of that, you know, just enjoying the process with everything. I think, I don't know, man, I'm never going to, I don't think I'm ever going to be an account that's like 10,000, 12,000, 50,000, anything like that. I would love to get to that point. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like how Instagram has shifted a little bit. It's, it's so different from how it was. You know, yeah. I would, you know, you set up a post and you kind of almost have an idea. Like, I think I'm going to, you know, maybe be able to get X amount of, of likes or viewership or something like that out of it. Now it's, it's such a crapshoot. You know, I feel like one where it's like, all right, I'm going to do this and I think it's going to be okay. And then, you know, after an hour, I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. And then like, well, maybe give it a day and then still nothing. I'm like, eh. you know, so that part can be kind of frustrating, you know, again, because again, how it used to be. So I don't know, it's like you know, when they switch the algorithm, you know, I don't want to blame it on that, but I feel like there's so much of a shift from that. And it's just like, man, it kind of, it, you know, it's not about the likes, it's about the enjoyment, but sometimes it's kind of a, you know, it's almost like mental terrorism almost, you know, you think like, oh man, you know, this is going to do really well. And then it gets out there and yeah, nothing. I'm like, yeah, you know, so sometimes that could be a, a little bit of a, of a blow, you know, a setback almost, but, you know, again, the big thing is just trying new stuff, you know, trying, trying to new techniques, you know, um, using different lighting, using, you know, what you have available, but maybe in a different way to improve your shots or yeah. you're even asking people, you know, and I think the big thing with that, um, it's probably been about a year ago. I was asking Scott blind for, for lighting tips. Cause that guy is a, is a master, you know, yeah. and just his, his behind the scenes stuff. I just, I'm like, shots turn out so well and then for like the behind the scenes stuff is just such a huge asset for for the community with everything for sure yeah that that is something that all of us deal with like with uh as far as like the engagement in like instagram and and like there's people out there that you see that's part of the community that like it's like instagram almost favors them above other people and it, it's it can be very frustrating because you know, you think you put in so much effort into a photo and it really, you just want, you want people to see it. That's the main thing. You just want people main to thing, be, yeah. be able to see the work and see the heart, the effort you put into. And, and when Instagram doesn't reward you with that, it's very frustrating. Um, but at the same time, it's like, they've, they've kind of shifted uh, this, this whole platform towards um, uh, paper clicks. And, and it's more, more about trying to keep people on the app and, and it's really, it's really weird. But the main thing is, as, as an artist, and as we develop as artists, like you have to kind of constantly rethink and, 
and and broaden your horizons as far as like what it means to be in as a toy photographer and in a toy photography community because i mean as much as i i enjoy instagram it really is a dead platform like like you know you you go on tiktok and you can <laughs> you can see people on there just absolutely post one one video and that one video for whatever reason decides that it's going to go insane and all of a sudden you you know you're half a million followers like it it's incredible like it doesn't even make sense um i i definitely say yeah i've definitely been gravitating more towards the tiktok side with everything more for like the bts and everything like that i've only, i mean i literally started probably early early february with everything with that where you got some of those people that you know have definitely were started last year you know when when everything was shut down and tiktok blew up huge and they're definitely i mean there's a lot of accounts i mean four or five hundred thousand stuff like that it just it's it's crazy on how much that's blowing up but i definitely think they're onto something i i like the the aspect you know mixing a behind the scenes with you know your favorite song or something like that and it's just i feel like the engagement is so much more well, yeah. It, and also not just, I think some of the things to get people's eyes on toy photography is to try to incorporate different things into your account as well. Like trying to, um, trying to just think outside the box as far as like maybe showcasing your favorite figure and just saying why you like it or, you know, who, who does a great job of that is, uh, gosh, I lost his name. <laughs> He's on there all the time. I, I, can't I know remember. otaku I, know. I think it's otaku otaku okay. otaku toys i think is his name and the dude does a great job and he's putting out content every single day and like he's it's just it's just great stuff i mean i think for with tiktok it's a it's a platform that you can just constantly post and post and post and it, it doesn't really um it doesn't uh like they, they don't discipline you for that. Like as Instagram will, like Instagram will really pun, like punish you if you just post a lot. Um, but TikTok doesn't. So that, that's just, so, you know, different tips and techniques that you can try to get your content out there. But that's yeah, oh, it's, it, well, I was just going to, last thing I was going to say with TikTok is it's kind of like playing the lottery. It's like, you just, you just keep throwing your winning numbers out there and you just keep trying and eventually, you know, you may get lucky. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few that, I mean, did decent. I, I had a, a Miles Morales one that uh, was my, probably my last one I've posted. It's probably been a few weeks, but yeah, I mean, just, I don't know if it's timing or what, but man, I feel like people really gravitated towards that. And I, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm a big fan and trying to transition some of that into, into Instagram with everything. I like how Instagram is trying to keep up and trying to do the reels. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It doesn't even make sense. Like, like TikTok, one of my videos, um, I think I shared about this with Liam on his podcast, but I uh, did a, like, when you know how you can react to videos and watch them and it kind of films you while you're watching it. I reacted to like a Star Wars one on my Dagobah Customs page and it got a quarter of a million views. Oh, wow. I, I, I was just, I had, I was just blown away. I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you just, you just like playing the lottery. You just never know. Definitely. Was that the one where I was talking about like Han Solo and like the pit or something yes, like that? I'm trying that to, yes. Okay. One. That was the I one. Saw that, yeah. And I think for, okay. So I know I like to analyze these things, but it, it may not be true, but I think the videos that get the most engagement are the ones that gets people to comment. 
So if people start commenting and they start talking about stuff, it, like the algorithm starts picking it up and picking it up and it keeps showing it to more people. So if you can like somehow get people to get engaged in the comment section, that's the thing that actually gets people like seeing the video. So that's my, that's my speculation. I may be wrong, <laughs> but cause they were, I mean, there were like thousands of, I, almost thousands of comments on that video. But anyways, so man, um, kind of wrapping it up here. Uh, I think, I think we definitely are looking forward to more incredible work from you, man. I, I love the fact that you are able to incorporate so many different tips and techniques into your own photography, like, because you come from a practical background, but you're trying to incorporate, um, effects and you're trying to constantly improve on your lighting. You're constantly trying to improve on different things. Um, I'm very excited to see what, what the next step is for you and how you're going to branch out and, and, and grow as a photographer, man. Um, any closing uh, words that you want to share with the, your followers and your community? Oh man. I just want to thank everybody who has thrown a like, thrown a follow anybody that supported me over these almost four years with my toy photography. I can't thank you guys enough. A lot of this, you know, with what I'm doing, you know, is definitely a, a big thing for me. You know, it, it's for toy photography. It is a huge outlet for me for, for mental health, for positivity, for creativity. Uh, so I just want to thank everybody that has supported me along the way with that. Uh, all the guys in uh, the Snake Eye Saturday squad. Um, also all the guys with uh, out, of, out of Order Productions. Thanks for the support with everything, the showcasing. Definitely appreciate it. And where can they find you on the social media? You can find me on Instagram at uh, articulated underscore times. Uh, you, on there, TikTok, Facebook. Facebook, I'm not as active on that. Um, so I'd say primarily Instagram and TikTok at this time. Awesome, man. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok on at Digabadays. And you can find feature pages that run Star Wars Toy Picks and the toy community on Instagram as well. And remember, we are storytellers. Get out there, tell your story, have some fun, shoot some toys, and enjoy the process, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you at the next episode. Peace. <laughs>